account is exists. I don't really know what more to say. It's just weird. We'll talk about it. And then we'll meet a man who got abducted by an alien. Now, we've covered a lot of men like that. Why is it always men now that I think about it? It's usually dudes, right? But we've met a lot of men who have been abducted by aliens. However, this one met his soulmate on a UFO today on Dead Rabbit Radio. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Dead Rabbit Radio. I'm your host, Jason Carpenter. I'm having a great day. I hope you guys are having a great day too. I really do. I really mean that. It's funny, that intro was kind of informal compared to how I normally do them. Why is it always that men are getting abducted by aliens? I bet you if you looked at the statistics of it, and I'm not I'm not going to. I got other things to do. I got to read stories about ghosts and goblins floating around. Math, what? I bet you if you looked at statistics, I bet you it's like a 70-30 split. 80-20 maybe. And, and this is anecdotal. This is just going off of the hundreds and hundreds of UFO stories that I've read over the course of my life. Usually the female ones, the ones where women are abducted, it's horrifying. It's really bad medical experiences. Um, They're getting poked and prodded and having alien babies put in them or taken out of them. Every so often you'll get a woman who's like happy she's given birth to aliens. But Interesting. I'll I'll see if I can do some research on that. That is kind of my job. (laughs) It's kind of my job. I, I wonder if there really is a division of the sexes as far as it goes, men versus women getting abducted. But before we do that, let's go ahead and get started with this episode, this episode that I've prepared. Let's go ahead and give a shout out to one of our legacy Patreons, Dalton Ogden. Dalton, thank you so much. You've been supporting the show for a really, really long time. Really appreciate that. Dalton, we're going to give you the keys to the Carboner Copter, but we're not taking it anywhere right now. So just just sit. Just don't move. Now, for our first story, let's travel to Reddit. Now, I know a lot of you guys don't like Reddit. I'm not a huge fan of Reddit myself. But I do find the fact that the information's permanent interesting as opposed to like 4chan where the information just and then it's gone. The thing I like about Reddit is that it's permanent. Things I hate about Reddit <laughs> would take another podcast for me to mention the karma system and all that stupid stuff. But let's take a look at Reddit. There is a Reddit board, it's a really interesting one, called RBI or Reddit Bureau of Investigation where people go, help, help, I saw like this weird fox walk by and I'm trying to figure out what type of fox it is or help, help. My family's being stalked. It's weird. It, there's this weird... It has a really wide swath of mysteries, but it's a place that you can go to to post weird stuff. Not even weird stuff, but just like... Sometimes it is like I'm getting crank calls from this number, but I don't know how to track it down, and sometimes it's like I saw this... I, there's a butterfly in my apartment, but my apartment's hermetically sealed. How could it get in? I'm the boy in the bubble, and I'm especially allergic to butterflies. Help, help, please. It's a place where you can post stuff on Reddit, and Reddit will help figure it out. Now, I found this one today. This is from a user named Fishatron3000. Fishatron tells this story on RBI looking for this advice. I'm hanging out with my girlfriend, and she gets an ad on her Instagram account. This sounds... Okay, to be fair, this starts off sounding like a horror movie from, like, 2015, when the technology was brand new, and they're like, what if the apps downloaded you? Remember all those horror movies you had, like, Ring and Phone and App and Killer App? There's a whole spate of horror movies that was based on your phone. Other than Scream, which did it right. Then you had, like, Ring and Vibrate and what was the one? Do Not Call. No, that was... No, no, was it Do Not Answer? 
um, Caller Not Available or something like that. It was a Japanese horror movie that you would look at your phone and it would say, like, you hung up or something like that. Anyways, let me... Fishatron 3000's hanging out with his girlfriend. She gets an ad from a weird Instagram account called at deep fry crust. The only picture on at deep fry crust's account is a close-up of a patch of skin. You know, maybe it's like a creepy ARG, something like that. That's what I think a lot of you guys might think this is, but it is, this is kind of creepy, so... And I'll, I'll kind of go into a why it's creepy. But anyways, there's a patch of skin. There's just a close-up photo of a patch of skin. So the boyfriend is like, what? That's kind of weird. And there's a linked account on Deep Fry Crust that takes you to an account called Sour Crust. At Sour Crust. So At Sour Crust has probably about... Well, it's hard to say. But at the time of me recording this, I think has about nine images on their Instagram account. Quite a few of them are videos, so I'm going to play some audio clips here for you. This first clip is footage. It's handheld camcorder footage walking through a graveyard looking at gravestones. This is the burial site of the Sumter County Doze. Sour. Frost. There's Jane. This is the burial site of the Sumter County Doze. Sour. So, weird, right? Maybe like an ARG, maybe a weird art project. And you may be thinking, it's kind of a lot to throw at you first off. You're like, Jason, that was super creepy. I'm listening to this at one in the morning. Sorry, guys. But it gets creepier. So, And also, you might want to turn the, I'll warn you, you need to turn the volume down on the next audio clip because it kind of scared me. And he's talking about, in this video you just heard, he's talking about the Sumter County Doze. Sumter County Does. Now, I'll talk about them in a second, but let me play you this second audio clip and, and be prepared. If you're listening with headphones, you might want to turn it down a bit. This next clip is a video clip of a guy. And the reason, normally I don't do this because the video, the video component of this I actually don't think is super important. The audio is disturbing, right? I don't know why. I don't know why. Maybe I'm just a big old baby. Just agree that it's super disturbing. Yeah, Jason, that's super creepy. Kept me up all night long. Your podcast's so spooky. Yay, thank you. Just agree with me for a second. This next is a footage of a... Again, it's handheld camera footage. It's like old school camera footage of a man narrating. First, he's walking by the gravestones of the Sumter County Does. Now he's walking down a dirt path. This is Locklear Road near Sumter, South Carolina. Dirt Road, Frontage Road. It's the murder scene, summer 1976, of the Sumter County Does. Young couple shot to death just after Bodies found by a trucker the next morning. It's been an ongoing baffling mystery. Not so much who the perpetrator was, but the identity of the young couple. Now that horrible noise you heard at the end, that kind of jump scary thing, at that point an image flies by, and I'll tell you what that is in a sec. Tell you what that is in a second. I know it's hard to talk about a video on a podcast, but this all it actually all works. So the first thing he's walking through the graveyard and he's like, these are the graves of the Sumter County Does. Second video, he's walking along this road and he's like, this is where the Sumter County Does were found. And when that weird noise cue hits, the floating head of Jane Doe enters the picture for just a second. Now, the head of Jane Doe 
is really going to be an introduction to who are the Sumter County Does. Who are the Sumter County Does? Back in 1976, August 9th, 1976, in Sumter County, South Carolina, this dude was just kind of hanging out in the middle of Sumter County, just kind of walking along, walking along that dirt road that that guy was describing in that video, and he sees two bodies dead laying there. Each one had three gunshot wounds. Both of them were dead, obviously. They just weren't picnicking. And they're like, oh, these? No, we're going to the doctor later. These two people were dead. And, of course, the cops come out, pick them up, start investigating. it. obvious murder, the way they were both killed, they all had were shot through the throat, through the chest, through the head. Kind of hard to commit suicide that way. So, anyways, the cops start investigating it as a murder. But one of the first things you really need to... You have the victims, but you don't know who they are. And a big thing about solving a murder is you know who they are, they knew who they were last seen with, where they work, who their enemies... They couldn't figure out who these people were. This young man and young woman, anywhere between... They think they're in their mid-20s, but the coroner goes they could be anywhere between 18 to 30. I'm going to think they're like 26, 27. But based on these facts, they can kind of figure out a couple different things. One... They did, they were, they were from out of town and they were visiting the area and a tow truck driver heard the guy call himself Jacques or Jock. They're like, okay, they have that. And he was found with a ring that had the initials, I believe, JRS on it. So they go, maybe his name was Jacques. He had a, a ton of dental work done and the, the, they had to bring in a dentist and he goes, whoever had this dentist work done spent a lot of money and actually looking at it, it seems, Foreign. It was weird. It was weird. He was able to say, this is the procedure they use up in Canada. So they're like, okay, his name might have been Jacques. Might be from Canada. That would kind of make sense. Looks like he came from money. He had on like one of those Bulgoli watches. Bulgova, whatever you call it. Now the girl, they go, this is probably his sister. They kind of look alike. But we just don't know much about her either. They they had took all of her jewelry off, took photos of the jewelry, took photos of her shoes. And they had no idea what her name was. What they did was they took photos of their dead faces and began to circulate them around the area saying, do you know who these people are? So all over Sourcrust's Instagram page, there's photos of this dead woman's face. Now, sometimes it's just her face flying onto screen. Sometimes it's her face sitting in a car as hip hop music is playing. That's a video where it's just like the car is a GIF and it's moving up and down. There's like, and her head is in the picture, kind of moving there. He has one, this was weird. This shows me that this account is active. One, he had a post go up 10 minutes after I started looking at the page. And that was a picture of a wanted poster or a missing persons poster in Asia. And then he had a picture of the boy in the box, which is a really tragic true crime story back in like the 1950s. Five-year-old kid was found dead in a box, and they've never identified him to this day. They don't know who killed him, how he died. I think they might know how he died, but they don't know who he is. He had a picture of the... Because the, the boy in the box was another photo. that They took a photo of his face, and they circulated it all over the country, really, back then. He had a photo of the boy in the box, but the boy in the box's mouth was replaced with a photo of Sumter County Doe, Jane Doe's head... While I was investigating the story, that photo was removed. So this is an active Instagram account. Eventually, they kept, they, they with the Sumner County Does, they circulated the pictures everywhere. People who had missing kids would come out and they go, that's, I wish that was my kid because at least there'd be some closure, but that's not my kid. 
And uh, they ended up, when they buried him, they didn't bury him. When they put him in coffins, they were glass. The coffins had a glass lid. It was an airtight coffin. And for a year, both these people were available for viewing. You could just be like, hey, uh, family, we're bored. What do you want to do? Jane Doe, John Doe. Yeah, yeah, we'll go see the Doe's again. Yay! You could go see these corpses at your local morgue. And then after a year of that, they buried them. Now they've done DNA testing. They're not brother and sister. They're not brother and sister. They know that for sure, but they still have no idea who these people are, where they came from. So, and I guess I should say this, they don't know who murdered them. Whoever murdered them is still on the loose. Henry Lee Lucas kind of alluded to him that he might have done that. He was a prolific serial killer. But people have said, nah, he's making it up because he made a bunch of stuff up and he didn't know any details about it. He was just like, well, I was in the county that day. But so... There's no leads on who killed him. There's no leads on who these people were. Just out, found dead in the middle of a field by the side of road. So what does any of this have to do with anything? I don't know. Now, you could go, Jason, you, this is just a LARP or some creepypasta that you fell for. And that's definitely possible. Definitely possible. People fall for stuff all the time, myself included. But this is also the way, this is the way that weirdos communicate nowadays right like yes it could be an art project and someone's like i'm gonna pick this super obscure case make a bunch of heads float around and stuff like that this guy could also be super mentally deranged now people on the reddit bureau of investigation were like maybe it's the killer for this guy to have killed them back then let's assume most serial killers let's assume their the youngest kills are around their mid to late teens so let's say this guy was 18 in 1976 who murdered these two people. That would make him about 60-something now, which I guess isn't too old to use Instagram, but it's possible that the person who did this is now posting this stuff and learned basic Photoshop or is getting his nephew to do it. Yeah, Uncle, why do you want me to do all this creepy stuff? Oh, I don't know, son. Brings back memories. And if he's like, uh, I'm I'm, I'm glad I'm getting paid enough to get a new computer and then I'm out. And the uncle's hiding. Yo, you'll be out. All right. You'll be out of sight. Nephew's like, dude, I can hear you. You're standing right behind me. Click. I'm all done. (laughs) Dude leaves. Nephew runs out. Uh, Another victim. I don't know why I'm doing creepy uncle now. Anyways, the point is, it's possible that the killer is announcing this on Instagram. It's possible they never caught him. It's possible that it's just an ARG, someone, which is an al- alternate reality game for people who don't know. It's some sort of like puzzle that the internet's supposed to figure out, and there's just like a interactive crime or something like that. But it's also possible that there is someone who's obsessed with this crime and is reaching out about it, is putting it out on the internet, is adding random people to this. Because the guy was like, I don't know why my girlfriend got added to this account. It's definitely creepy. I'm creeped out. So is this just a someone looking for some weird marketing gimmick? Which is, what are they what are they selling? They for Halloween, be this deceased woman's face, be this mask. Could be some weirdo looking for attention. Could be a serial killer who's letting the world know that he's never been caught, or it could be a budding serial killer. Someone who's always been fascinated about the two people found at the side of the road, the killer never caught, the identities of the victim never known. Could be some crazy kid who's been obsessed with that case since he heard about it. And now he's trolling Instagram looking for his next victim. 
I don't know. It's probably it's probably the ARG, but I do think it's creepy. I do think it's creepy. Let's go ahead though and move on to our next story. Go to that Instagram though and check it out. Don't harass Sourcrust. I'm not asking you guys to harass Sourcrust, but again, it is creepy. Let's go ahead and move on to our next story now. Dalton, this is what you've been waiting for. Fire up that carbon copter. We're flying out to Mormon Mesa, Nevada. <laughs> Now, I haven't used the Dead Rabbit Dune Buggy in a while, so let's land the Carpenter Copter. We're going to park two, three miles away from where we're going. Let's get in the Dead Rabbit Dune Buggy, guys. Dalton, you got the wheel on this one, too. Bing, 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 bing. We're going over the dunes. I don't know. The place could be a rocky desert. We're going to imagine there's dunes. War pups are chasing us from the distance, which is normally how chases work. They're normally not right next to you. That's not a chase. That's the end of the chase. We're going out to Mormon Mesa, Nevada. It's four in the morning. Spooky, right? Super spooky time. It's July 27th, 1952. And there's a man named Truman Bethram. Truman Bethram. He's 55 years old. He's a mechanic who works for a road construction crew. And at the same time, so imagine working with this guy, a spiritual advisor. Hey, Truman, hand me that wrench. Do you really want the wrench? Or does the wrench want you? Damn it, Truman, just hand me that wrench. Oh, here you go, boss, here you go. Cars are totally falling apart. No, you must believe the car works. And the car, Truman, the car, we're broke down in the middle of Mormon Mesa. We're in the middle of the desert. Fix it. Does the car need to be fixed? Or do you need to be, damn it, Truman, fix Okay, okay, sorry, sir. Actually, that'd be totally awesome to work with this guy. Maybe not work with him. I would just show up at the work site and be like, oh, dude, this is so funny. I can imagine everyone else is wearing, like, mechanic, those onesies. What are those called? Like, unitards? The overalls, the coveralls, whatever. Unitards. They're walking around. I would love to see a bunch of mechanics and unitards. Wait, no, I wouldn't. I don't want to see that at all. All these guys walking around in their coveralls. He's walking in big shaman robes. They keep getting caught in the gears of machine. Truman! Anyways, Truman, road construction mechanic slash spiritual advisor. He has a hobby. He loves to collect seashells. So where would you want to collect seashells the most? You're right, in the middle of Nevada. Which sounds stupid, right? But this whole thing about this guy sounds stupid, but... He wanted these seashells because, you know, it used to be like an ocean because, you know, like back in time, uh, there's water everywhere. And then there's like, it went away. It's like there's a bunch of icebergs melted and then it filled up the world full of water. And then uh, the icebergs came back. I don't know. But the water went back away. So there's whole, you like that, you like that geology lesson, kids who are at home for learning at home. Like, Mom, Dad, please let the schools reopen. I don't want to learn science from this guy anymore. Anyways, take it. Take it, kids. That's your science lesson for today. You get an A. All the water goes away. Now, you have seashells everywhere because they were there for millions and billions of years. He's hanging out. Now, he's walking around with his flashlight. He's finding seashells. Now, my question is, when I'm reading this, why is he doing this at night? Right? Like, wouldn't... Wouldn't it be easier to look for miniature dead life forms during the day? But whatever. Maybe it's his only time off. So he, he's looking for seashells. And eventually he's like, ah, this is a stupid hobby. I shouldn't have done this. My life it sucks. He go, he gives up. He goes to sleep in his truck. And then he should be alone, right? It's the middle of nowhere. No one else is collecting seashells. Everyone, every, Literally everyone else has a better hobby than that. And he hears a... Mumbling, talking outside his car. 
He's like, what? Now he it's a foreign language. He doesn't he can't make it. Can't make it out, but he comically pokes his little eyes and nose up over the uh, door thingy so he can look out the window. You know, the the driver's side window. And he sees ten people. Or are they people? Now he describes them, he goes, they look like normal people, but they were short. They were all either they were all four to five feet in height. He says they weren't dwarfs, they just were short humans. And he sees them kind of gathered around his truck, mumbling in this foreign language. And then he kind of shakes his head. Uh? And then he hears them perfectly talking English. <laughs> Opens up his car door. <laughs> jumps out. Apparently he's 500 pounds and the car shakes when he gets out. And he jumps out and now he sees about 75 yards away. Now that he has full vision. The roof of the car is not blocking his vision. 75 yards away he sees a UFO floating there. So he takes he, he he's a go-getter, right? He's a mechanic slash spiritual advisor. He doesn't wait for no one. He jumps out of the car and he goes, Which one of you is the captain? The guys look at each other and they go, Well, hmm. Our captain is on that ship over there. That that ship. Yeah, I know what the only UFO within <laughs> within orbit right now. The, yeah, I know what ship you're talking about. Aliens are like, yeah, that one. Would you like to go and meet the captain? He's like, yeah, totally. Let's go. There. This is how I describe the aliens. Quote: Latin types. That is with complexions something like Italians. Oh, so, so you know, little, little, just little dark-skinned dudes walking around. It's so funny, because that's pretty specific. It's like, you know, they're kind of dark-skinned, specifically those from northern Italy. Uh, I would say more around the province of Vaux. Like, dude, like, okay, fine. They're just dark-skinned humans, but, or darker-skinned humans compared to him. But anyways, then he goes on. Quote, all were neatly dressed in uniforms. We've heard of that before, right? Oh, not finished. All were neatly dressed in uniforms similar to those worn by Greyhound bus drivers. Now, come on. Like, you have the interstellar travel, right? You have the ability to bend the universe, and you're like, you're wearing like a gray suit, a little clip-on tie, a little collar, and stuff like that. These are elements that would make me think this is a dream. At least with, um, like, gray aliens and the holographic suits, the armor plating or the robots we've seen. Stuff that seems out of this world that makes you think, oh, maybe it might be something to it. This guy's brain seems to be picking stuff out of his subconscious. However, there are arguments that aliens are so bizarre that sometimes you look at them and your brain can only perceive what you can recognize and things like that. So we're going to assume this story is true, though, just for the sake of how bonkers this whole man's life gets. Anyways, he says they're all beautiful. They didn't look old at all. They had no creases or wrinkles or nothing, which actually makes me think they kind of look like Odo from Deep Space Nine, which is not an attractive-looking alien. He passed away, didn't he? Not the alien. He's still alive in the books. But that actor, Rene Auberjonas, yeah, that sucked, dude. I really liked that guy. He was on Benson. I used to watch him way back then, and Deep Space Nine is one of my favorite shows. Anyways, and I wonder why my episodes get longer and longer. He gets onto the UFO. Now he's hanging out with these 10 dudes on the ship. Classic UFO layout. Bunch of like blinking lights and control panels and stuff like that. But then we meet someone that we meet very rarely in UFO lore. We meet a bombshell. (laughs) 
Aura reigns. Tight skirt, dressed in all red, big old alien boobies, long black flowing hair, perfect olive Latin complexion with not a wrinkle or a crease. But she's sexy. She doesn't look like Odo. She looks like a goddess. She like that music there? So anyways, that's Aura Reigns. Now, you know, Truman, he's a married man. But come on, man. When you meet the most beautiful woman in the universe, what are you going to do? He immediately falls in love with Aura Reigns. Now he's thinking, this chick is super hot. This chick, and he turns to the camera, is out of this world. And the audience is like, woo. And he goes, okay, so can I meet your captain? And she kind of stares at him dumbfounded for a second. She goes, oh, no, 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 no. I am the captain. Turns to the camera, beauty and smarts. Yay, audience claps. So anyways, she's the captain of this spaceship. The hottest chick in the universe is also in charge. Who doesn't like that? So basically then we get the kind of UFO backstory stuff. She says the aliens are from the planet Clarion. That's from the opposite side of the sun. There's another planet on the other side of the sun, which is actually an old myth. Because if something was on the other side of the sun, we would never know it. All of our satellites orbit Earth. Like, we can't, technically we can, but we've never really, like, as far as I know, launched the rocket to see the other side of the sun. People said that if there was something on the other side of the sun, we would detect the gravity of it. But that's been a myth that there's another Earth. This one's called Clarion. It's an Earth. Where they have, listen to how amazing this place is. No wars, no strife, no juvenile delinquency. They said that planet Earth is the only planet in the galaxy that has strife. And the reason why we can never do interplanetary travel is because of our strife. Once we learn to be peaceful, we can travel the universe with beauties like Aura Reigns. Now, you're thinking, Jason, that sounds brilliant. I want to go there right now. I'm going to jump off Earth. I'm going to get on space suit. I'm going to jump off Earth and we're just going to stay there till the planet Clarion floats and I'm going to land on there. That is a good idea and 100% scientifically accurate. But let me finish telling you. Now, now, that is a great thing, right? I shouldn't, I'm like, no, wars. Who are those lamos, dude? I love stabbing guys with sticks. Yeah, war is awesome. War does is not fun. It's fascinating as it, as it is to read about in history books. It's not fun. I love a planet where it was just all in history. But before you go, that sounds awesome. You got to also remember, this is the 1950s we're talking about. 1950s. So this is their paradise in the 1950s when this story is happening. So Truman has some other tidbits of how amazing this world is with no juvenile delinquency, no war, no strife. Every single person on the planet is Christian. There's no liquor at all on the planet. At all. And you're like, Jason, that's fine. I'm, I'm a born-again Christian and I don't drink. Yeah, yeah, me too. But that that might get us to jump off Earth and float around. But then we get to these next two ones. The only music is polka. And the only type of dance is square dance. So for Truman, that might have been a complete paradise. People are like, honey, pack the bags. We're going to Clarion. It sounds amazing. 
I don't think I can be on a... I, I absolutely know for... I'm Christian, but I cannot be on a planet where everybody was Christian. You gotta have, like, some sort of, like, diversity and stuff like that, right? But anyway, so that was Truman's... That was Truman's most amazing society. I wonder if they had, like, marijuana. He's like, no liquor, but methamphetamine for everyone. There's just meth needles falling from the sky. You're like, ah! I'm a Christian, but I'm so high. I'm tweaking. Tweaking for Jesus. Yeah, like, why just no liquor? Like, there's so many other damaging drugs out there that are worse than liquor. There's no liquor, but here's some crocodile. Everyone's limbs are rotting. Anyways, the point is, is that it was this paradise. So, this newspaper, so he gets dropped back off on Earth, right? Everything's hunky-dory, he has to tell us a story. Now, that rhyme. Now... He tells the story. He does tell the story to the media. There's a newspaper in Redondo Beach called The Daily Breeze. On September 25th, 1953, they published this story, and it was such a huge hit. Such a huge hit. I, I wish other newspapers did this. This is kind of awesome. They had a vote for who. what was the best story we had this year, and we'll reprint it. And this story won best story of the year, so on October 3rd, just like a month later, they reprinted it in whole. People loved this story back in the day. Now, usually when people get abducted by aliens, it kind of ha- affects their life. Like, they get abducted by aliens and they realize that we're all interconnected and there's a universal brotherhood and I shouldn't hate people based on things like race or nationality, stuff like that. We're all connected. Sometimes it leaves them with a deep-seated fear of the beyond. Sometimes they remember it. Sometimes they just have visions of it. Terrifies them. He just gets super horny. He decides that he's totally in love with Aura Reigns. That that is his soulmate. Now, he was already a mechanic slash spiritual advisor. Now he's going full bore to be the spiritual advisor. And his 1950s wife is up to here, Truman, I'm up to here with your Babylon and your UFO and your aura this and your aura that. She actually divorces him. She specifically divorces him because he's in love with another woman. He's in love with Aura Reigns. He cannot let her go. Now, he's just kind of hanging out. Doesn't have anyone in his life. Except his secretary. He hires a secretary because now he started a cult called the Sanctuary of Thought. In Prescott, Arizona, he has this compound. He hires a secretary to work with him. She walks into the interview room. He's looking down at the paper. He's like, what are your qualifications, miss? Looks up. Curvy, olive-skinned woman. Hires her simply because she looks like Aura Reigns. Now, guys, you shouldn't be thinking with the lower half of your body. You're going to make bad decisions. Now, I would like to say that because he hired her, she was comically inept. And she's like, you told me to balance the books, boss. But I was walking over the Grand Canyon and they fell down. Whoa, secretary, I love you. But I don't know. Maybe she was actually competent at her job and looked like a hot space alien. But he went on to start writing books because he got a lot of publicity out of this thing. A lot of publicity out of this thing. Started writing books about Clarion. Started writing books about UFOs and um, spiritual stuff. He ends up passing away, like all men do. 1969. He lived to be 70 years old. And he never became reunited with the true love of his life. Sure, he hired a woman who looked an awful lot like her. But it's not the same, right? However. However. 
We're going to do a to be continued on this episode. Because not only do I have a story that's not very well known of him meeting Aura Reigns again, but possible proof, possible proof that the aliens not only met him on Mormon Mesa, but they left a calling card. We'll discuss that tomorrow on Dead Rabbit Radio. DeadRabbitRadio at gmail.com is going to be our email address. You can also hit us up at facebook.com slash deadrabbitradio. Twitter is at deadrabbitradio. Dead Rabbit Radio is the daily paranormal conspiracy and true crime podcast. You don't have to listen to it every day, but I'm glad you listened to it today. Be safe, be kind. I love you guys, and I'll see you tomorrow.